Hey there, and welcome to the Unlikely Artist Podcast, where I'll teach you how to gain the freedom you need to become who you want, instead of who you've been telling yourself you need to be. I'm Heather Kerr. I went from international tax to art and coaching because those are the things I've been yearning to do. Listen in to find out how you can start doing what you love to in slow, easy steps each week. Let's dive in now. Hello, Savvy Souls. I was coaching a client this morning and she was stressed. She's a new entrepreneur. She's a person who's achieved a lot. She's a perfectionist and she has an internal drive to accomplish a lot. So she was fretting about how little she was accomplishing. Now, if I listed all the things that she actually has accomplished, you might very well ask why she's still beating herself up. Or you might just notice how similar you are to her. Because here's the thing. In our society today, we're trained to believe that whatever we've done, well, it just isn't enough. There's always something more we believe we could have done. We put on the pressure to do more. We think that makes us more productive, and it doesn't. We worry about all the things we haven't got done yet. We think that makes us more productive. It doesn't. We ratchet up our self-criticisms. We explore our faults. We scold ourselves. We lash ourselves with a wet noodle. Okay, I'm old. I don't know if anyone says 30 lashes with a wet noodle anymore. It means punishment for something small. I think you get the idea. Now, if you happen to be one of my clients, you're probably going to think I'm talking about you. Why do I say that? Because you all tend to be highly self-critical. You all tend to believe you're not doing enough. You all tend to ignore what you've accomplished and what you're accomplishing now and focus on what you haven't done, what you're worried about doing next. And you believe that's a useful approach. You believe that self-criticism, worry, and stress are the ammunition you need, the push you need to move forward. And you're pretty sure about that because it feels like you always accomplish more when you worry and stress about what's happened and you scold yourself to work harder. And then you do and you get it all done. So you think, well, worrying and stress work for me and that's why I do it. But here's what I want you to notice. There was a sequence where you felt stressed and worried and then you became more productive. But that doesn't mean that the one caused the other. Just because one thing happens and then another thing happens does not mean that one caused the other, even if that happens a lot. Just because you walk on the beach every night at 7 p.m. and the sun sets every night at 7.30 p.m. doesn't mean that you walking along the beach caused the sunset. And so it is with the striving and the worry and the stress about not doing enough and the productive efforts you make after that. The truth is that you're productive despite all your worry and stress. Worry and stress are caused by you thinking about all the things you haven't managed to do yet. They're caused by you yelling at yourself in your head and focusing your mind on what you haven't done yet and all the ways you're deficient 
And that actually diverts your mind from productive action to non-productive stewing. The only way you actually got things done in the end was you diverted your mind to new thoughts. You started asking yourself questions that allowed you to refocus. Things like, I've got one day left to do this now. How can I use this time to accomplish what I want? Or, I notice I'm feeling stressed about this task. How can I make it fun and pleasurable to do it? How is it true I already know enough to do this? And then you got going. Or you asked, what's the most valuable thing I can create right now? And then you figured out how to create it. Or you asked yourself, what is the simplest solution here? In other words, there was something that intervened between the stress and worry and your productivity. It's the intervening strategy like these and the feelings those create that helped you do what you wanted to do. Notice that when you ask how you can use the time to accomplish what you want, your brain gets creative and engaged. It's no longer focusing on what you're doing wrong. When you notice you're feeling stressed and you ask how you can make it fun, you're giving up the idea that you need to be stressed. You're entertaining the possibility you can have fun getting done what you set out to do. When you ask how it's true, you already know how to do this. You're no longer wasting time creating delays by researching more and more options in your effort to find the right answer. You're acknowledging there is no right answer and assuming you can make a valuable contribution by le leaning on what you already know. When you ask what the most valuable thing is you can create right now, you're no longer assuming you're deficient or inadequate. You're drawing on all your resources in a creative way that challenges you to put all the pieces together in the most valuable way you know how to do right now. When you ask what the simplest solution is, you're opening your brain to the idea that there's a simple solution and your challenge is simply to find it. Powerful questions like these, questions that get your brain focused on creating solutions instead of worrying about your shortcomings which simply aren't useful, are incredibly helpful when you feel stressed, worried, and self-critical. Sometimes it seems to me that about half my coaching sessions and half my podcast episodes are as much for my benefit as for my clients and for you. The last few days, I got really stressed and worried and fussing and quite frankly, a little bit bitchy, ask anybody who is around me. My big problem, don't laugh, is after two years of being isolated and not traveling, I have two trips this month. Last November, I signed up for a retreat, which will be wonderful, with my friend Jackie in Italy, and I'll be headed there at the end of this week. And then after I knew I was doing that, my coach announced a bonus get together in Santa Monica with all my peer coaches that I thought would be really instrumental and valuable. And I decided to go on that. And I just got back from that trip two weeks ago. And this is all in the middle of me launching a new coaching program I'm really excited about and also have a million ideas about how to make better and me opening up my art studio to the public with regular hours for the first 
time and me having designed my next seven or eight paintings that I'm now excited to execute. So I started to go into worry and stress about all of these things I need to do, telling myself things like, I'll never get all this done. I've bitten off way more than I can chew. Maybe I need to cut something out. What was I thinking? Why did I create all of this? I don't have enough time, et cetera, et cetera. And then last night I went for a walk with my friend on the beach out here. I live rurally. I think I've mentioned that a lot of times before. I live nine minutes from this incredible provincial park in Ontario called Sandbanks. And it's called that because it's just endless sand dunes and beach and water. And the best thing there is there's an area you can bring your dogs. And so we brought my beagle, Helga, and my daughter's poodle, Crimson, which is short for creme brulee, which we have never, ever, ever called her. And Crimson got to go off leash. Because unlike my beagle, Crimson's more focused on me than any other critters that might be around, so she'll never go too far away. And when I let Cremson off her leash, she ran around us on the sand, a little in the water, splashing, tail up, wagging and curled like she does when she's really happy. Pure joy. Pure joy in being alive and running on the beach, all in this beautiful natural setting. And click, click, click. I felt the tension I'd stored in my body disappear. All the things that I've been stressing about the past few days seemed completely irrelevant. It was impossible to be grumpy in the midst of all this infectious joy, and it was impossible to be worried about the future when the present was so perfect. What was really happening was that I was allowing the contentment to seep back in. And here's the thing about allowing yourself to feel contented, allowing yourself to let go of your worries and stress, and letting yourself just enjoy the moment. It's like sweeping out the thoughts that clutter your brain and take up too much space. It's like the difference between sitting in a messy office with sticky notes with to-do lists everywhere and someone pounding on your door asking you a bunch of questions while your phone rings, rings off the hook versus sitting by a beach, listening to nothing but the waves and thinking about nothing at all. And in these times of pure contentment, of presence, of not overthinking, these are exactly the times the most creative solutions appear, the best ideas, the most brilliant plans. In those times, there's no efforting or striving because you're not having to come up with the answers. You're just giving yourself the space to receive answers. And the answers come unbidden, high quality, surprising answers. You see solutions you hadn't seen before, ways to make things easier, simpler, more enjoyable. You feel calm, you feel enjoyment, and you realize that life needn't be so difficult. So savvy souls, I want you to challenge yourself the next time you feel fussed about what you're not accomplishing, how much you haven't got done, how you need to be better. I want you to notice first that maybe some of the things you're telling yourself aren't true. I want you to allow for the possibility that pressuring yourself and criticizing yourself isn't necessary and isn't the best way. Secondly, 
I want you to divert yourself by asking some of the powerful questions I talked about earlier, or by coming up with some other questions to refocus your brain on solving the issues you're facing versus stressing about what you haven't done yet. Third, as soon as you can, I want you to take some time out. Do something so enjoyable you can step out of worry and be present again. Create space in your brain for new thoughts, new solutions, new answers, brilliant ideas. Don't expect answers. Don't insist on them. Just allow them. And that, Savvy Souls, is the most productive thing you can do. Let contentment be the fuel that propels you forward. So Savvy Souls, just to share with you these days, I'm really obsessively focusing on all of the things related to the concept of expansion and expansive living. That's By that, I mean a life where you feel like your chest is expanding when you think about what you're doing, when you feel lighter and happier and it just feels like you're on track. That's kind of the concept and focus for the Magic Room Experience Coaching Program I'm creating. And so today we talked a lot about moving from stress and worry to contentment, using that as a fuel that you can use to propel yourself forward. And that's just one part of the recipe for living more expansively. Have you noticed how tough it can be to take the action you need to implement changes you're actually yearning to make in your life, even when you yearn for your life to be different? Even when you wake up in the morning, just craving life to be a little bit different, to be to be more fully and actively engaged every day in what you do, more delighted to have more of a quality of adventure and growth, to live a way that feels more authentic and aligned to things that matter to you and that feels more uniquely you, a life where you get to fully express things that are important to you and who you are. When you start like imagining these things would be amazing, If your brain is like most, it immediately feeds you at least 10 reasons that the change you desire can't happen. So like we talked about today, you start thinking things like, oh, I'm not that smart. I'm not good enough. I'm not informed enough or talented or educated or rich or connected enough. Or there are other things that hold you back. You start really worrying about how everybody else will react, what your friends, your colleagues, your boss, your neighbors, or your partner might think and how they might not approve of you deciding to make any big changes. Or you just tell yourself this isn't realistic. You just don't believe it can happen. Or you tell yourself, well, yeah, maybe sometime, but this isn't the right time. So Savvy Souls, what I want you to know is all this stuff your brain tells you is just complete BS. It's just tricks of your mind designed to keep you from changing because the oldest part of your brain thinks all change is bad. That part of your brain doesn't really give a crap if you grow and evolve or achieve enlightenment. Those words don't really mean anything to it. It simply wants to keep you where you are now. Are you alive and breathing? Awesome. That's where you need to be. Just keep doing the same things that got you to this place now. 
what I want you to know is when you're actually able to hear your brain telling you all this crap and you still are able to make the changes you desire, that is where the magic kicks in. So that's why I've used the word magic when I talk about my program that I'm beginning in June. It's the magic room experience. And it's because it feels like magic when you learn some simple tricks, ways of thinking differently, ways to touch and get in touch with your intuition, just a different way of going through life. And you start seeing how that can rapidly change your life. It does feel like magic. I'd love to invite you to join me for this program. And, you know, as a first step, you just will want to learn more about it. Um, and so in the program, you'll learn all the ways to overcome the internal dialogue that's been keeping you stuck. And to do that, make sure not to miss any announcements about the program by going to www.gracedcanvas.com. Uh, there's a link in that that you can get to my newsletter. And if you subscribe to my newsletter, you're not going to miss any of the announcements about the program. If you do join us, if you decide it's right for you, you'll learn how to make confident and purposeful choices to unleash your dreams and expand your life. One of the most important thing is good decision-making and making choices for the right reasons that come from you and not from the people around you or what you've been told that you're allowed to want. You'll learn to speak clearly and authentically as yourself with your own ideas. You'll be taught how to develop the courage to take action because action does require courage, but it's not as hard as you think. And there are ways to navigate to courage and actually take the action you want. You'll increase your creative confidence. I'll teach you how to connect with your creativity and with a flow of creative ideas at all times. You'll learn how to celebrate yourself. And that is so important because we're so reluctant to do it. And when we don't celebrate ourselves, we can't kind of see how we create the results and know how to keep creating positive results in our lives. And you'll learn how to take all the steps you need to create the expansive life you want. It's not going to just be a theoretical time together. You're going to get coached. I'm going to teach you stuff and you're going to learn how to actually take action and move forward. You'll create a life of adventure and growth where you feel actively engaged every day. And the best thing of all in this program, you'll be surrounded by people who support your dreams and aspirations and inspire you to be your best. The words and ideas you've been holding back will spill out of your mouth for the first time. And you'll no longer keep needing to seek permission before you do what you want to do. You'll create things you never thought were possible before. So I think it's going to be an amazing program and a wonderful opportunity to really start living more expansively in at least one area of your life. You can hear more about this program by signing up to my newsletter, as I said before, where you can receive all the announcements. Or if you don't want to do that, just reach out to me directly at Heather at gracedcanvas.com, G-R-A-C-E-D as in dog, C-A-N-V-A-S.com. Ask me any questions you want and I'll answer them. In the meantime, this week, Savvy Souls, stop your striving and stressing and let contentment be your fuel. Live just a little bit more expansively 
that way. See you next time. Bye. So if you're energized by the possibilities you're hearing about on this podcast, but you're wondering how it's possible to actually make what you've been fantasizing about doing actually happen, I'd love you to join me for a free strategy session where we'll talk about coaching together. We'll explore how you can start making what you want possible by taking small, easy steps that add up to something amazing. Just click on the link in the show notes below this episode to book your free call. I'd love to meet you live. And all my listeners, remember, it's finally your time to do what you want.